purpose is transforming the world of work and business. Those leading the way are values-based and people-focused leaders who see business as a force for good. Host Kevin Monroe explores how tapping into the power of purpose infuses your business with meaning and touches the lives of your employees while positively impacting the communities you serve. With the Higher Purpose Podcast, here's Kevin Monroe. Welcome to another episode of the Higher Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Monroe. Well, today I'm not just your host, I'm the guest, and I flip seats. And my friend from the UK, Gary Turner joins and takes over as the host. We'll get to that in just a minute. Let me tell you about Gary. Gary hosts the Value Through Vulnerability podcast. He recently hosted the Courage Summit. He's just become a good friend through this Humans First work that I've been doing and this focus that we've had on the podcast for all of this year. And so it was just this point after we've conducted 13 conversations of what it means to live, love, and lead in Humans First fashion that I thought I'd swap chairs and allow Gary to join as the host today and just do a different kind of conversation with the intention of reflecting on this series. But Gary took me and we just started reflecting on the whole podcast and all of this. So I hope you enjoy this different kind of conversation today. Stay tuned. Here we go. Hey, folks. Now I get to introduce you to my new pal from across the pond, Gary Turner. And Gary, I'm turning everything over to you. You are now the host for this episode of the Higher Purpose Podcast, and I just became the guest. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. And for any of your long-established listeners, I'm now scared. I'm scared and worried I'm not going to do a good enough job, but I'll do my very best for you, Kevin. (laughs) Oh, you'll do great, Gary. (laughs) Well, look, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for trusting me to take you through some reflections with regard to your higher purpose podcast. And I think as we get going, I'd just really like to ask you, Kevin, if I may, what was the origin of your higher purpose podcast? How did that come into being? Well, now that's funny, Gary. Folks, this is an unscripted conversation, which I've just learned are the best. And I'll talk about that a little bit in my podcast journey. Well, it goes back seven plus eight years ago, I had another podcast. I got into podcasting really on a fluke. And I had my first guest for this old podcast. It was called Servant Leadership Sessions before I ever had a podcast. I was in a conversation on Twitter with Daniel Pink, New York Times bestselling author around his book, To Sell as Human. And I tweeted and said, hey, Dan, you want to join me on a podcast? And he said, sure. The very next thing I did was Google, how do you do a podcast? Because I've got a New York Times bestselling author as a guest and no idea how to even podcast. I just knew I was loving podcasting, listening. So I started a podcast seven, eight years ago. And there was no strategy to that whatsoever, no plan. We did them sporadically. We did one. We thought, gosh, we should do another. And we ended up with 20-something. And then that podcast just went idle for a couple of years. And then I was in a mastermind group with a group of eight or 10 people. We were gathered at the Doubletree Hotel in Phoenix, Arizona, and we were sitting in a circle having a conversation about visions for our business. And I said, I want to resume podcasting. And they said, well, what would the podcast be about? And I said, I don't know. You know, my work's really taking this focus on purpose, a higher purpose maybe. And Mike Kim, a dear friend of mine, was sitting next to me. He said, higher purpose podcast, that's it. Google that and see if the domain's available. So I Google it, 
And this was in, I think, November of 2015. I, you know, by the domain. And then it sat there idle until about two years ago this time, about April of 2017. It was like, it's time. It's time to start this podcasting thing again. And so in May, I started the process and we launched in August of 2017 is the specific journey that led to this incarnation of the Higher Purpose podcast. I just absolutely, this sums you up, Kevin. I've known you for the last well, six or eight weeks. It's as recent as that. And this iterative, experimental part of you, I think is wonderful. Let me just take you back briefly, though, to your, that interaction with Dan Pink. You know, yeah. The Dan Pink. Yeah. Were you expecting to get a response from Dan? Or was that quite a sort of speculative okay. approach? Well, so... I'm letting you all in. I've said this before, and I think people don't believe me, Gary, but years ago, I was given a Kindle. My family gave me a Kindle on Father's Day, and I remember opening the Kindle and seeing that it would connect to social media. And I thought, why would anybody ever do that? You're supposed to be reading a book. Well, about seven or eight years ago, I started experimenting with this, and Dan Pink wasn't the first one, but I would find the author's Twitter ID, the Twitter handle. And then as I was reading the book, I would just highlight a, you know, a piece of text in the book and tweet the author and say, I really like this idea or, man, say more about this or where do you see this in action? And I started this when I started reading To Sell as Human. And all of a sudden, Dan is responding. And if you do Twitter, which you do, Gary, you can tell when somebody is doing their own tweets or when there's an intern tweeting for them or they have an agency tweeting for them. And I can tell, man, this is Dan Pink, and we are engaging in conversation. So this conversation had gone on for probably 30, 40, 50 tweets by the time I asked that tweet. So it seemed like a pretty, it was just like the logical next step because we had developed this relationship via Twitter. And when I asked that, I was just instantly, sure, I'm in. And then I'm kind of like, well, gosh, how the heck do you do a podcast? I really had no idea, but I knew I could figure it out. So... That's absolutely amazing. I absolutely love that. So what was the trigger, just to bring you back up to the start, two years ago of this, the Higher Purpose podcast? Hmm. You mentioned that your friend helped find the name for you. What was that transition for you? Why did you feel you needed to rebrand the podcast? Had someone gone on for you on the way up to that rebranding? Oh, there had been so much, so much. Wow. Gosh, I didn't know we were going to go here. This Mm. So about the time this podcast will air, it's going to be about four years ago that my business journey took a significant turn and a lot of things began happening and work that I had done in the past and I'd been part of a joint venture that I'd spent a year plus building and it was just time for me to exit that. And then it was trying to figure out what's next. And so I've done work, all of my business in X Factor Consulting, which has been 15 years now, Gary, it's all been around purpose. But back then I thought when I started, it was just helping nonprofit organizations because they seem to have the lock on purpose. And then I started when I went to grad school, 2008 through 2010, studied leadership and a focus on servant leadership. So started talking a lot more about servant leadership. And then that opened the doors and started working on culture. And in the summer of 2015, I remember two things happened. One of those, I remember sitting under a big oak tree on a Sunday morning and just trying to figure out what was next, the, the season of life I was entering. And I realized that purpose and especially this sense, and for me, why I talk about higher purpose, making money is a purpose. 
right? Making money is a purpose. Selling widgets is a purpose. For me, that higher purpose is when there's something transcendent about that, something that takes it to a higher level. You use the word consciousness a lot in your work. I use the word faith or consciousness, but there's something bigger than just me at stake. There's something bigger than just making money. So higher purpose was all about that. You know, let's just encourage people to find and follow something that's bigger in life than just the little transitory things of money, widget status, the next vacation, new car, all of those trinkets that don't satisfy the deep longing in our heart. That's lovely. In in terms of the people that you had on, compared to your Servant Leader podcast and then into the Higher Purpose podcast, did any of your thinking around the type of guest? change in any way? Was there any sort of times? Several of the folks that were guests on the Servant Leadership Sessions podcast have followed through and been guests on this. Two in particular that have been multiple guests multiple times on this podcast as well. And you've had one of them on your show recently, Gary Ridge was a gentleman that was on the Servant Leadership Sessions podcast as well as Rich Sheridan. So at that point in time, back then, I think I had a whole lot more business leaders and thought leaders is kind of what I was after. And with the Higher Purpose podcast, it's great if you're a business leader. It's great if you're a thought leader. I welcome you to the show, the conversation. But I think it's this other bigger thing, which is let's just find people, whoever they are, wherever they're at, regardless of title, that are doing something amazing at integrating purpose into their work. They do not have to grace the cover of some, you know, big elite magazine to qualify for a guest on the Higher Purpose podcast. The other thing that I really noticed, and this kind of gets more into the details of podcasting, which you may or may not be interested in listening, but I was taught originally, you know, you go after the big names and the big name guests that are on everybody else's podcast, get them on your podcast. That's how you grow a podcast. Well, I did some of that. And then I realized, no, 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 no. That's not what works for me. What works for me is I have an amazing network, a community of people around the world that I've just been blessed to meet and connect with. When I was doing this one session, we were doing a 12-segment piece on purpose in business. And I started making a list of kind of those people that would have been on the Servant Leadership Sessions podcast. I said, I'm doing this wrong. Let me think of some of the people I know that know amazing people and ask them, who do you know that would be an amazing guest for the podcast? And Gary, I started getting a different kind of list. And all of a sudden, I started getting people that had amazing stories. And you know what? They'd never been on anybody's podcast before. Now, all of a sudden, you're starting to hear conversations on the Higher Purpose podcast that you're not hearing everywhere else. When you get somebody that just released a new book and they're doing the circuit, they're basically having the same talk and it's not even a conversation. You know, they're just being interviewed. And for me, there was a point in time, I maybe like July of last year, when I just made the shift that I'm going to start hosting conversations. I no longer conduct interviews. I host conversations. That was a shift. And I just want to have a unique conversation that you don't have with any other podcast host or that you don't hear on any other podcast. And that was a shift that started for me in this journey. That's, I think that's a beautiful segue, I think, Kevin, into this Humans First movement and the work you've been doing the last few months in particular, I believe, since the start of this year. So 
Do you want to speak a little bit about that for those that are listening that may not know the Humans First movement? How did this evolve? How did Kevin Monroe get involved in the Humans First movement? Okay, so I got involved the same way I get involved in anything I get involved with. And I don't mean that to be a silly answer. I'm just telling you the truth through relationships, through relationships. So back before Christmas of 2018, a gentleman I met while I was doing the Servant Leadership Sessions podcast years ago. It's how we first connected, Marcel Schwantes. We connected, had a lot of conversations in, have continued having conversations through the years. A day or two before Christmas, he said, hey, do you know Mike Vacanti? And I'm like, no, should I? He goes, yeah, you should. Mike's this guy that's doing Humans First. Well, I had seen Humans First on Twitter, particularly, maybe some on LinkedIn too, but you know, had seen it on social media. And he made an introduction. And then on January 4th, Friday, January 4th, Mike and I jumped on a call. And we had scheduled maybe 30, 60 minutes. And I remember emailing both Mike and Marcel later that day. I was like, it was like Gilligan's Island. We went on a three-hour tour, you know. We talked for two and a half hours what was supposed to be a 30, 45-minute conversation. There was just that kind of energy and connection that was instant and immediate. That's amazing. And here you are, three months later. <laughs> and so, to, you know, I've been following personally your journey with the Humans First. It's something I've only come across myself the last six weeks. How's that been for you, connecting with these different people around the Humans First movement? What's been your big learning through the last three months in particular for you, Kevin? Wow, Gary, huh? <laughs> there is so, so, so many things I've learned. You know, one, Humans First is not a new concept for me because for years I have said the folks that I work with, I would say they were people focused. So people focused Humans First. The folks I've served are the way I've described them through the years, people focused, values-based, purpose-driven, or purpose-powered. Well, all of that gets packaged in Humans First and somehow Humans First is this label that just connects like crazy with people and you don't have to explain it. Now, people may see it differently. The way I describe it with Mike, and we were talking about this over the weekend in texting, to me, it's a diamond. You know, and when you look at a diamond, a diamond is multifaceted. And you and I can look at a diamond from a different perspective and the light catches it differently. And we see something different in the diamond, but we're still looking at the same diamond. So some people look at humans first and they see an HR conversation or an HR movement. Other people look at it and see a future of work conversation, a future of work movement. Other people see leadership. You know, there are all of these facets that are there. And it's all part of it. And so for me, it's this multifaceted gem that I like to think of it as humans first. And so I met with Mike, you know, Marcel introduces me to Mike and we had that conversation. And I remember thanking Marcel for the introduction. And then like three days later, I'm like, you know, that was really fun, Marcel. Maybe are you interested in us jumping on a conversation and on a podcast conversation and talking about it? And then there was a Friday afternoon. I just love books, always have. I posted on LinkedIn, if we were to curate a reading list that helped people understand what's this Humans First all about, what book would you put on the list and why? Gary, in like three hours, we had 32 books on a list that people had responded, you know, just in a thread in LinkedIn. And I started looking at that. And many of those were presenting members of Humans First Clubs. They had been folks that had shown up at a meeting and given a talk. 
And so I started, you know, I met Mike and then I met Marcel and then Renee Smith, who I've known Renee Smith. I met her February of last year through a conversation on the podcast about love. And it got posted on LinkedIn and somebody tagged Renee and Renee and I got introduced and we started a conversation. So in her project is make work more human. You know, so all of these are expressions of the same thing. But the thing that I've noticed about the people, the people coming around humans first are are some of the most beautiful, brave and brilliant people I've ever met. And they're incredibly humble. That's wonderful. What's your vision for Humans First? I know that you don't own it or anybody owns it. It's very much, there's a phrase that you shared recently when we spoke, which I loved, Kevin, which was around keeping the walls down yeah. and the door open, which I think is a beautiful, beautiful mantra. Where did that come from? Where did that mantra come for you out of interest? Wow. Okay. So Ernest Hemingway, he wrote a beautiful sentence in one of his books, and it's a story of two men in a bar having a conversation, and one of them had gone bankrupt, and the one looks at the other and says, so how did you go bankrupt? And he goes, well, gradually and then suddenly, and that just describes so much of things that happen in my life. I don't know. This Walls down, doors open. I just heard myself say it a couple of times, you know, but it's one of those things gradually because in my life, gosh, I've been in environments and have a lot of reasons in my own life where I've sought to build walls. And Gary, what I discovered, and I remember hearing a gentleman say this 30 something years ago, you know, that the walls you've erected to keep others out, you found out only imprisoned yourself. And so for me, it's just trying to keep the walls down and not put up barriers, not put up hurdles that people have to jump. You know, one of the things I have loved about the hangouts that we've done, we don't even talk titles. You don't even introduce yourself by a title. And to me, that's walls. You know, when you start saying, well, what's your title and where do you fit in the ranking order, the hierarchy of an organization. What's that got to do with? That's not how we relate as humans. So, you know, keeping the walls down, doors open just means anybody can come in. Anybody's welcome. And, you know, our friend Kimberly Davis really helped me. I've always aspired to be authentic, but authenticity is something for other people to judge, not for me to judge. Do they perceive me as authentic? But Keeping the walls down, I hope, allows people to just kind of see the real me. And Gary, it's taken a long time to get comfortable just being who I am and not, gosh, yeah, I'll say this on my own. I have dealt with so much insecurity. Mm-hmm. I think most of us have. You know, I actually have said this a few times. When you look at all the money that is passed through what's called the securities exchange in the course of a year. I promise you more money exchanged on the insecurity exchange every year because of the things we buy, the things we build, the things we enroll in, looking for someone to say you're good enough, looking for something that validates you. I think of how many programs I've bought that I just wanted a seal that said, hey, Kevin's a trustworthy consultant. I wanted the good housekeeping seal of approval for me as a consultant, as a coach, as a speaker, whatever. Man, just bring the walls down and just accept people as we are. It's so, so beautiful what you just described to me, Kevin, because what what I'm hearing, and I think you really validated in your Humans First discussions that I've listened to on your Higher Purpose podcast, is that 
unless we love ourselves first, it's very difficult. You know, we've got to be a human first to ourselves before we can be the best as a human for other people. Yeah. And I really see that as your conversations with humans first. Does that resonate with you? Oh, it does. It does. You know, and for you that have heard the podcast before, if you've listened regularly, you may have heard me quote E.E. Cummings because it's just so true. But there's a poem from E.E. Cummings to be nobody but yourself in a world that's doing its best night and day to make you everybody else is the hardest battle any of us ever starts fighting and never stops. You know, and Gary, I mean, how many of us, yeah, I'll say this because you all will hear, I turned 60 later this year, and maybe it's that getting past 50. Maybe it's whatever has happened, but I've just gotten to where, you know, I just want to be me. I am an incredible me. Now, you may not like me, and that's okay, but I suck anytime I am trying to be somebody else. And I have spent so much of my life trying to be other people because I never thought being me was good enough for whatever reason, you know? And so there's just all of this energy and effort and investment just to try to, and we live in a world that seeks, that's always comparing us to other people and getting us to compare. And when we compare, we just never see ourselves measuring up. So, you know, some part of that is just, you know, I'm just okay being me. You may not be okay with me being me, and that's okay with me, you know, but for me, it's just, I'm just going to be okay. I just want to show up as me and stop trying to show up as other people. And do you really feel, what's your feeling around the, certainly the last three months with the human first conversations you're having on the podcast? How do you feel people are showing up in those conversations? Man. Okay. So I go back to these are brave, beautiful, brilliant people and humble. You know, here's one of the things. There are a couple of things, projects I've done, you know, this podcast series. And yeah, so if you're on my mailing list, you've read this. And I have a coach and he says, Kevin, people don't believe you even when you say that. Hey, folks, in January of 2019 was the third time that I was so close on the verge of just pulling the plug on the podcast. You know, Gary, you're a podcaster. It's kind of interesting because, you know, you sit and you talk with a guest or you do a solo episode and you can be in your own bubble, right? I mean, and you have no idea because the data on podcasts are really interesting. You can know how many downloads there are. You can know what device people downloaded on, what country they were in. But unless they somehow self-identify, you never know who's listening. And you can get these games in your head and, you know, these voices that tell you nobody's listening. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money, all of this stuff. And in January, I was at that place. And there was truly zero strategy. There was no plan of doing a human's first series of conversations. There was just this relationship with Mike that came out of a relationship with Marcel. So I bounced back to Marcel. We have a conversation. This book list starts emerging. Mike starts introducing me to other people. And there was just this every time there was energy. Every time there was just this lift, there was, gosh, that was fun. This was exciting. And the other thing that was amazing, I am blessed to know so many amazing people, so many brilliant people. But in this Humans First world, I also launched a Humans First book club and started asking some of these authors, Kimberly Davis, Heather Hanson Wickman, Heather Younger, hey, could we discuss your book on the book club and would you, you know, 
come and join and lead a conversation. All of them said the same thing. Yeah, but if I can be a member, because I want to hear other people discuss their books. And when guests were coming on the podcast, I'm talking about, I'm doing a series. Oh yeah, I've been listening to the series or I want to hear the series. And when guests are talking about, you know, last week you were talking with so-and-so about this or Gary, I mean, that's just beautiful, right? People aren't showing up as I have the answer. I have the solution. Now, here's my contribution. I'm happy to offer my contribution, but I also want to sample what other people are offering. And that's what's so beautiful about this, right? They're just these beautiful people, brilliant minds showing up in a give and receive. Not just, hey, I've got the answer, sit down, shut up, listen to me, but let's have a conversation. I want to be part of the conversation, but I want to hear what others are saying as well. To me, that's the single biggest difference that I see characterizing humans first. Wow. And how important, both with your podcast and generally within the work you do, Kevin, do you feel community is as we're going forward? (laughs) Oh, I love that question. I love it. So, you know, I didn't start this way with the podcast. Community's been important for me. I was on this journey. Do you know the Big Leap? Gay Hendricks wrote this book, The Big Leap, and he talked about zone of genius. So three years ago, I read the book and I've been trying to identify my zone of genius. You know, what is it that God has gifted me to do that What do I do best? You know, there are a lot of things I do that other people should be doing instead. And that's why I have a team with the podcast. You know, I record and then I drop this in a box and somebody else does everything else. Because if I were to engineer the episode, we'd still be on episode one waiting for that to happen. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to balance something, right? That's not my gift. I want to do what I'm gifted to do. So that's the zone of genius. So I looked at that. I had identified three things in that. That was create, connect, and I had initially for two years identified that as deliver. Deliver had me on the stage. Last November, it hit me. It's create, connect, converse. That's my zone of genius. And that is about creating community and inviting people in. So with the podcast, I recognized what's different in my approach to podcasting is podcasting is about connecting with people. And it's about creating a community of people that are connected, like-minded. And Gary, I mean, almost every week I get some kind of email or some kind of social media contact where listeners to the podcast have met and have connected in real life somewhere. You know, and it's like, this is beautiful because it is about community. So for me, when I look at it, you and I are in this conversation, but I always think that there's a third or fourth person in the conversation. That's the listener. You know, so this is about a community. It's about us doing something that we wouldn't do individually and encouraging one another on for that. So to me, podcasting is a conversation that connects people in community. That's lovely. What about the future of the community? What's your gut feel? I know that there's no big <laughs> ultimate plan, Kevin, but you know, what are you sensing? What are you sensing's coming, whether it be more generally for your podcast or the Humans First movement more generally? Are you sensing anything? Just your own reflections? Yeah. So with this, I'll back up and we'll talk about something else that started, you know, concurrently with this series of conversations on the podcast. The end of February, one morning, and mornings are my best time of day when ideas kind of spark. One morning, there was this idea, well, huh, 
There are five Fridays in March. What if you did a hangout, you know, and you just invited people to come into a Zoom room like you and I are using Zoom for this and you just see if people would come. And Gary, you've been a part of that. You see what's the energy, what's the appetite for connecting. So there is huge appetite for connecting. And so what I'm about to talk about is different. It's connected to humans first, but it's different. And it's where my work is going. This year, I'm going to begin, and I don't know the scale or the scope, but I'm going to begin hosting some in-person gatherings because we need to get in the room together and we need to get people from other parts of the world that are resonating with these sounds, you know, the sounds of humans first or however you identify the sound. I want to bring people together and host unique meetings that are built around conversation rather than built around presentation. You know, we've gone to so many meetings for so long where you you just sit and you listen to speaker after speaker after speaker. And I was with somebody the other day, we were talking about meeting design. They said, what's the one thing you'd do different? I said, I'd add white space. You know, I'd add time for people to reflect, for people to engage. Most of my most meaningful exchanges at conferences anymore don't happen when I'm sitting in a session. It's in the hallway, in conversation, between sessions, after sessions, skipping a session. You know, when I was raised as the type child, you couldn't skip a session. You go to a conference, you have to go to every session. The good stuff happens in the hallway. (laughs) Anyway, I got to be careful because I go to people's conferences and speak at their conference and I want people to come into the session, but I find a lot happens beyond. So hosting people in, in person. And allowing deep, rich connection, conversations to occur, and transformation. I guess the big word for me when I think about this, the words that describe the work I do, purpose, leadership, culture, and all of that serves under the banner of transformation. So I want to host transformational conversations with companies, with teams, with just like-minded people from around the world. And there I said it. Gosh, Gary, I wasn't expecting to say that, but you asked. (laughs) Now it's out there. I love it. And I can really, from my own journey and from what I'm seeing out in the world, Kevin, it's so, so needed. And I think what's exciting is that there seems to me to be an appetite for more conversation and not just passive information retention. So I think it's a really interesting time for you to be stepping into this. Yeah. So when we create a safe space, you know, and that's what the Hangouts have been, a safe space for people to just come And for people to enter in how they want to enter in, amazing things happen through conversation. And it happens whether you may not be speaking in that conversation at the moment, but you're still part of the conversation. So that's a pretty amazing thing. I'm going to pause. What's next on your heart and mind here? What's what's coming up for me, and it's very much linked to the podcast, but I'd like just to maybe just a a little segue, is that because what I'm sensing from you is the importance of listening as part of this future venture, or how do we bring more people together to transform? How important is listening for you, Kevin? Yeah, listening is just essential. It's just vital to this. You know, it's interesting. In the work I do with leadership, I often ask folks in the teams, how many of you have taken a course on business writing? You know, hands go up. How many of you have taken a course on presentation? How many of you have been, you know, so when we look at this and you look at how leaders spend their time, we spend our time in communication and so much of that is written, so much of that is verbal. And then 
how many have ever been taught, taken a class on listening? I think the most I've ever had in any group is three people raise their hand that I've actually been in a course on listening. And I remember the first time I took a session on listening, Gary, it was mind blowing to me because I learned something. When we listen, there's more silence in the conversation. Because if we're truly listening, which most of us aren't, you know, because most of us, it's kind of like there's the study on doctors. Doctors know that the best primary source of a patient's information is the patient themselves. They study doctors. Doctors on average could wait 18 seconds of listening before they had to weigh in with the diagnosis. You know, they 18 seconds. That was how long they could listen before they started answering. Most of us, we're just waiting for the person to either stop or take a breath so we can weigh in with our brilliant answer that we figured out, you know, three minutes ago, if you just shut up, I know how to solve your problem, right? But if you're really listening, when the person stops speaking, there's still a moment because you're still processing the last thing they said. Like, wow, listening is so vital. And I think, I'll be honest, I suck at listening most of the time, but I really have to work to listen, but it's a desire to listen better. I often use a quotation from Larry King, who said, I realize that if I'm going to learn anything today, I'm going to do it by listening. Nothing I say today is going to teach me anything. So if I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn by listening. So just listen more. Oh, be- beautiful, beautiful. If you could wave a magic wand, this is a complete in the moment. Don't know where this is coming from, Kevin. So sorry for you and your listeners. If you could wave a magic wand right now and line up your next guests for your Higher Purpose podcast in May, who would they be and why? <laughs> yeah, well, I have this dream list. Brene Brown oh, is yes. certainly on that <laughs> list. And I've said it before, Brene Brown, hey, just let me know you're welcome to join me on the Higher Purpose podcast at any time. Another one that I'd love to have, and I could probably find a way now because Simon Sinek would be a great conversation to have as well. You know, he's just done so much work around purpose. And I just had Bob Chapman and Simon Sinek calls Bob Chapman dad. So maybe I could ask Bob to introduce me to Simon. (laughs) You know, and then there's this other thing that I would say. And that's just the people I don't yet know that have this conversation that would blow me away. And it would be transformative for me and our listeners. So I'm always looking for those two. But, you know, Brene Brown, Simon, and I put somebody else on that list. I can't remember who it is at the moment. Not coming to mind right now. But, yeah, definitely Brene Brown. Uh, I love that. And I think what's really nice, though, Kevin, and I really want to acknowledge you for – really role modeling, really genuinely role modeling love and care as not only a podcast, but as a human being. I really, really do. Because you spoke earlier in this conversation about how you like to see the individuals with your new podcast approach, as well as the big names that you've just mentioned. And I really love how you just spoke to that, those people that you don't even know yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that's just such a lovely space to be in. Have you always been happy being in that space of not knowing? No, no. I think I've always had the tension of that and needed to be more comfortable there. You know, there's this phrase, and I only learned of this phrase a couple of years ago. But when I heard of this phrase and learned of this approach, it's like, wow, it just answered so many questions in my life. And the phrase or the term is emergent planning. So, you know, I've always been taught to have strategy. And I've always 
been one of those that strive to have strategy and set goals. And I remember being in a sales organization and, you know, them wanting us to set goals. And what was always interesting is the goals that I set weren't the goals that everybody else set. Because while it'd be cool to drive a Ferrari for a couple of weeks, I have no interest in owning a Ferrari or Lamborghini or whatever. You know, I'm not that much of a car guy or any of those things. Those were the things that people were always, you know, putting up. This is my dream. This is my and not so much, but trying to have a deliberate strategy. And then a couple of years ago, I learned about a term that Henry Mintzberg from McGill University coined of emergent strategy. And as I was learning that, I was like, oh my gosh, this has been my lifelong struggle with strategy is because I have tried to force fit a deliberate approach to strategy as taught by Michael Porter out of Harvard. And I don't say that to ding Michael Porter at all. I'm just saying it's what so many of the best and brightest companies have adopted is this deliberate strategy. So you set your three goals, your five goals, your seven goals, and you have this deliberate strategy. And we're going to do this step one, two, three, and that's going to lead us here. And this is going to lead us there. Gary, that never worked for me. And anytime I tried, and I tried, I mean, I did goal setting programs and all of these, and I just ended up frustrated and very frustrated. And then there was a point in time when I, just a couple of years ago, I learned about me. And I think the first time I was ever asked, why are you so frustrated? I think I was in the first grade. And I think the teacher asked, Kevin, why are you so frustrated? I've been frustrated a lot in life. But recently I learned, two years ago, frustration is just the gap between where we are and what's possible. And frustration can either be fuel that helps you close that gap or friction that just widens the gap. So for me, with this deliberate strategy for years, it was this friction. It was frustration is friction. Then when I learned about emergent strategy, and emergent strategy is the view that strategy emerges over time as intentions accommodate with a changing reality. So you have this intention, but what happens in the real world's different. Or the relationships that come along open up a door and you go, huh, well, there's this guy, Mike Vacanti. Have a conversation with him. There was no strategy. There was no deliberate strategy, but an emergent strategy, you know, appeared. And as soon as there was this emergent strategy, I jumped on that. Like, yeah, let's do this. I see there's a series of 10, 12 conversations here, but I didn't see that in January. But by the end of January, beginning February, I was like, yeah, there's energy here. You know, so that's that emergent strategy is as it grows and forms, ride the wave, ride the wave. That's lovely. And how do you feel? What's the difference for you between living this more emergent life that you now do compared to, so, okay, you've got rid of the friction, you've got rid of the frustration. What else is going on for you in that more emergent space out of interest? Wow. Okay. So I can't remember if this was three, I think this was three years ago on a Sunday morning, I walked in a church and in that service that Sunday morning, these four words popped into wherever they pop, heart, head, mind, I don't know. More led, less driven. More led, less driven. Gary, I've been driven most of my life. And part of this emergent is to live a led life. Just respond to the opportunities that come my way, the relationships that come my way. Respond to that rather than trying to make things happen. To stop trying to make things happen and allow those things that are wanting to happen to happen and just go with the flow. And so for me, it's all about flow, flow of energy, flow of creativity, 
follow the flow and amazing things happen. And you're not trying to, now with people, what we're doing as humans first is a very go against the stream of culture, but it's not going against the stream of energy for me. I'm in the flow of energy and I'm with some amazing people and together we're going against the grain. We're going against the flow. Hope that makes sense. You know, it's not just not go against the flow, but it's be you know intentional about that. That's lovely. And you've mentioned so many times during this conversation, which I think is really powerful, energy. Yeah. And I, that energy, is that quite a recent thing for you since the humans? Have you always been aware of your energy? Is it something you've always managed? Six or seven years, I really started becoming aware of energy. And, you know, I would really be aware of when energy was depleted. Well, let's be honest about that. I think it was not until I was totally depleted and burnt out when I started recognizing how important energy is. And so, yeah, started to follow energy a lot. Awesome. So where is the energy going? You've spoken about this new idea. There's this new in-person gatherings that are going to come. Where's the energy going to be flowing for you, do you feel, with uh, A Humans First, but also the Higher Purpose podcast more generally? Yeah. So, okay. Between now and then, those in-person meetings, we're doing this conversation. This kind of, I think, ends up being conversation 13 or 14 in this series. And we've loaded all of these conversations on one page that we'll put a link to in the show notes here if you want to find it or share it with friends. And I thought, until last week, Gary, I thought that I was concluding this series of conversations of humans first, and then I was going to move on to something else. And then there was something, not quite two weeks ago, I think this happened on, well, I know when it happened. Let's see, we're recording this on April 8th. So this would have been Tuesday, March 26th. I'd released a podcast conversation with Heather Younger the week before I had released one with Kimberly Davis. And on the 26th, when Heather's conversation released, Kimberly tweeted this. She tweeted, two of my favorite people, Heather Younger and Kevin Monroe, talking humans first in employee engagement. What could be better? The moment I saw that tweet, there was just this instant response, Gary, and I was typing it before I ever realized, you know, there's a part of me that's just thinking this is my smart aleck response because I've always had that, you know, quick wit. This often got me in trouble, but I typed, you, Kimberly, just gave me an idea. What could be better? What if we did a couple of cluster calls with three to five humans first presenting members focusing on a few topical ideas? So last week, I sent out an email to all of the folks that had been in conversation in this humans first series of conversations. I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm actually going to say this out loud. You know, yesterday I was thinking that I was going to wrap this up, but I heard this voice in my head that said, you're not done yet with this. So I said, here's an idea. And are any of you crazy enough or interested or have time to say you'd be interested? In a few hours, everybody said, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So Gary, we're in the process now of planning a series of four that's going to be another experiment. What if we had four or five people on a podcast conversation at once? And we have this unscripted, unplanned conversation that takes a topic and dives into it. And that's what we're going to do starting later this week or early next week and do a series of four and just kind of see what happens with this. 
And then we're going to, you know, assess and, and see, does that become a bigger series? But it was just out of this quip, you know, what could be better? Two of my favorite people. I'm thinking, well, what if three or four of us got on the conversation at once? That would be better. So that's the immediate next step, Gary. That's it's exciting for me as a listener. I'm going to look forward to that an awful lot. But I just love how from as little as three months ago, there's suddenly these in-person gatherings, these multiple people conversations. You really are living this emergent life. And I think it looks a pretty exciting time, Kevin. Well, thank you. It certainly is emergent. You know, and I don't even try to figure out too far beyond that at this moment. It's just kind of like, let's respond to now and let's see what opens next. And, you know, the other thing, it's just living palm open, you know, palms up and open, not trying to squeeze anything or hold on to it, but just say, hey, this is coming our way. What can we do with this? How can we serve others through this? And how can we serve this Humans First community and movement? Absolutely lovely. Absolutely lovely. So, Kevin, I think I'm getting towards the end of my probes, to be honest. I think so, we are. <laughs> honestly, I think I've nearly had you for an hour of your time already. So, let me just ask you one final question. Okay. How are you feeling right now following this conversation, following the reflections that we've just been through the last 60 minutes? How are you feeling right now? Okay. So, Gary, you're on Zoom with me. You see this, man. I'm electrified, you know, I'm just ecstatic. I am energized. I'm pretty excited about things we're talked about and think, wow, what is next? What is possible? Years ago, I was with some friends, this idea of creating the future. So I'm a fellow in the creating the future methodology. And we just learned to ask this question. What's the highest potential outcome? of this situation. I go, what's possible? What's the highest potential outcome in this next season for the Higher Purpose Podcast? And I have no idea what it is, but I thank you for joining me today and guiding this conversation. And if you've been crazy enough to listen to this and make some sense out of all of this, you the listener, thank you and stay tuned. Let's have some fun together with what happens next. Amazing. Kevin, thank you so much again. I'm really grateful you gave me the chance to take you through some reflections today, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Oh, thank you, Gary. It's just been a blast, and I don't believe there's anyone else that could have done a better job guiding this conversation than you've done, and that's because of the relationship we've shared in recent weeks and months here. So thank you, Gary. Lovely. Take care. Hey, folks, I'm not even going to attempt to do a summary or close, what were the top takeaways? Because that's kind of weird. Here are the top takeaways of what I said on the podcast. No, thanks. I'd love to hear from you. And as we said at the end, towards the end of the conversation, this is not the end of the humans first focus here on the podcast. Well, we're going to do some jam sessions in a few weeks, and that would be inviting some of the guests that you've gotten to know through these humans first flavor and fashion conversations back and to do some group conversations. Those will start in a couple of weeks. But first, before that, you're going to hear from a couple of my friends talking about employee engagement concepts. You're going to hear those over the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Let me hear from you. You can email me at kevin at higherpurposepodcast.com or call me at 678-744-5111. Until we connect again, I want to invite you and encourage you to live, love, and lead with purpose. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Higher Purpose Podcast. 
Are you wanting to grow as a Humans First leader and connect in meaningful conversation with other Humans First leaders? Join the Humans First Book Club, where they dive deep into a book a month and engage the authors in conversation. Go to humansfirstbookclub.com.